0: Juju Smith-Schuster is reportedly out for the rest of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That puts them in a bind at the wide receiver position as he's been a longtime member of this core. In fact, the most experienced member of this core being drafted in 2017. But does it really put them in a bind? Because they have some other playmakers on the roster that were making out plenty of noise on Sunday. We're going to discuss what the impact of J- losing Juju Smith-Schuster is right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Joining me will be Tony Sereno for a Tony Tuesday. It, it's going to be a very show so be sure to tune in we're also going to talk about and give him a chance to do his victory lap because you know that he loves him some james pierre is the conductor of the james pierre hype train but we're also going to talk about cam hayward underrated still because he's playing phenomenally we'll break some key stats and some key breakdowns on what he's been doing so well early this season on this show brought to you by rock auto today amazing selection reliable prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today and tell them the lockdown sent you uh thanks again for listening i'm chris carter let's get into it And welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like our video on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that will really helps us out. If you leave us a five-star rating with a, pos- with, a, with a positive comment with your five-star rating, you get a special shout-out at the end of the show. We also thank you for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. We're free on all of our platforms. We appreciate you always making us our, your first listen of the day. And today's first listen for you, you get a special treat. Because it's not just any Tuesday. It's time for a Tony Tuesday. Tony Serena,
1: back on the saddle. What's going on, man? And it's not a Tony Blues day. How about that? The Steelers (laughs) get a win. We can talk about a win. Happy to join you today, of course. Now, before we get
0: to being happy and talking about wins, we have to talk about the Mm. unfortunate news that is Juju Smith-Schuster. It looked bad. And I said this on the the Sunday slash Monday show. Uh, You know, anytime you see Juju in pain, you know it's something serious because that man takes shot after shot after shot after shot every game. And he always finds a way to get up when he, when you saw him like, 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 like yelling out, I was like, Oh no, that's really bad. That's bad. That's very bad. And sure enough, it's a shoulder injury that uh that, that will sign him for the rest of the season it was first reported, I believe by Jerry Dulac and Ian Rappaport, then Adam Schefter. And there's here and there about whether or not they had surgery uh already. So, you know, the eventual report is that they haven't had surgery and they're going to this later this week, but Tony, this is a big blow. Um, you know, Juju's a face of this team, not the face, yeah. but he's a face. Like he, I mean, he's a national, you know, presence. You know, he gets on Super Bowl commercials. He gets major endorsement deals. He, he's been a person that you know, when when teams play the Steelers, they key on Juju Smith-Schuster. Heck, that's why Kareem Jackson lit him up so hard was that as soon as Juju got the ball, he was flying up field at a hundred miles per hour because he knew he had to stop that stop him because Juju gets when he gets going, he's kind of a freight train. So. Um, That was a, you know, that I think this is a big launch for the Steelers in regards of he's Ben's third down guy over the middle. He's been a clutch guy for the Steelers. He's kind of like that Heinz Ward. I, I'm not fast, but I will get the the clutch yards in a first down situation. Yeah. Um. You know, what's your what's your thoughts when just seeing how this is gonna hit the Steelers this year?
1: Yeah, it's really tough because, like you said, you know, this is he's been a fan favorite for so many years. And I know he went through this kind of rocky patch, you know, more recently with the whole TikTok dancing and all that. But like, look, for the majority of his career, I think he's been a real fan favorite, came in and added a little real fun uh to the team going back all the way to his rookie season. And and, you know, while the statistically speaking, he hasn't had the, the gaudy numbers that he had in his second year, um, more recently, like he has been certainly the most consistent of the Steeler receivers over the the past stretch, right? When we talk about all the drops the Steelers had a year ago, Juju was the one stabilizing factor there. I believe he led the team in in receiving touchdowns a year ago. Just that, you know, he was someone that, like like you said, Ben Roethlisberger could rely on him. It was a third and eight. Where are we going? Just, you know, let's go to Juju. Yes, teams came in, and they did. They tried to double-team. It was one of the more interesting things to watch, you know, when you consider that Juju is not, you know, doesn't have the big physique of a a Chase Claypool or the the elite route running that someone like a Deontay Johnson has. And yet – teams were still coming at him and trying to double team him take him away on those big money downs to make Ben go somewhere else with the football I wonder you know i do wonder from that perspective like what is the domino effect going to be now as teams start to to uh rotate coverages other ways now that you know basically juju's likely going to be out for the entire season I do wonder how that's going to you know how that's going to go and I think right now, you know, look, he's he's a big loss because you lose your slot. You, you lose your, your your number one slot guy. I mean, Juju was primarily a slot receiver, has been his whole career. Yeah, He's good on the outside, but they've used him as a slot guy. Does this mean that just Ray Ray McLeod automatically gets more reps? Because I'm not sure that it does. And You said at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show to start like this, you know, this this may be maybe not a blessing in disguise, but certainly doesn't have to be kind of a catastrophic injury at the position. I'm right there with you. I want to hear your take, though, and, and why you think this may not be the end of the world when it comes to the stewards receiving core.
0: To me, the biggest hit is actually the depth part of it, because now before this, you could have lose James Washington for a weekend and still have three playmaker wide receivers on the field. Yeah. Now, if one guy goes down, it's Ray McLeod, who's one of your top targets. And that's the problem there. You know, or but, Cody White or, or Cody White. and We saw his bad drop in the game. But here's here's where I still see there being a lot of potential for this team. When you saw Juju go out, you saw Matt Canada put. Chase Claypool in the slot. That's where he got that 59 yard pass over the middle, toasting Von Miller, dusting Kareem Jackson, and going down the sideline. Then you also saw him get the 18 yard touchdown up the middle of the field. He is a serious problem as a big guy over the field who can move. So small small slot cornerbacks beware big linebackers who can't run with the fast guy beware that's a matchup problem and i think i think what's going to be everyone's thinking like oh it's just it's just going to be chasing the slot or it's just going to be ray ray in the slot also shout out to ray mcdonald because he's still a person that people think is a person it's ray, ray mccloud um <laughs> um but uh and, and, it's, and I, I say that full adjustment i've said ray, ray mcdonald a thousand times myself but it's just funny the more the more it gets said but point being This is going to be a group effort to kind of rotate into the slot. I fully expect James Washington to get some slot time. Chase Claypool to get some slot time. And yes, Ray McLeod, he gets some slot time, but I mean, Juju took up 77% of the slot snaps for the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to pro football focus. But also here's the other thing here. And I think this is something that people overlook. He and Deontay Johnson are the only two guys that don't have a drop this year. When you look across the board, you know, Chase Claypool's got three. Pat Even Pat Frymuth does have one drop to his name. Najee has five. Um, But all, all their other, you know, big-time, you know, guys, James Washington has a drop. So, you know, that's uh, that's something concerning. And, and uh, now you're going to be in a position where you got to find a way to make up, you know, who's going to be that tough guy over the middle, who gets those tough yards, those tough targets, when Ben Roethlisberger knows they need a big play to get, you know, five or six yards in through the air. You know, is that going to be Eric Ebron, who's had two drops already on, what, 10 targets you know that's yeah. uh that that's a little scary is it Pat Frymuth the rookie another rookie that you put more emphasis on to make a play is it James Washington is it Kalen Balaj, Cody White Ray McLeod you know you know Benny Snell that those are serious questions I don't think it's dooming I don't think it's crushing but it puts them in the position where if Deontay or Chase or James go down now your offense is a, is like man we're already struggling what do we do
1: if one of these guys go down it, it, yeah, definitely. I think, I think, yeah, from just from a, yeah, like you said, from a depth perspective, it, it hurts. But I, I will say this you, you, you touch on it there. Chase Claypool in the slot, you know, we think of Chase Claypool, 6'4, 220, right? We, you know, he's Maple Tron, right? We compare him to Calvin Johnson. Yeah. We want him to be this great, dominant, physical outside receiver. Yeah. That hasn't really been his game just yet. I mean, that no. projecting, projection wise, yes, he should get there. And I think Ben talks about it all the time, how he wants Chase Claypool to be that kind of big, physical, go out there and dominate, go out and moss people. He did it once against Buffalo this year. But, you know, I looked at his contested catch rate this season, uh, charted by a pro football focus, just 38% of, of contested catches has been brought down by Chase Kuba. That's actually the worst of anyone on the Steelers. One of the worst numbers in the league, actually, mm-hmm. uh, of, of guys who have brought down contested catches. So I do think that there is kind of a silver lining here, which is that, you know, you and, and you saw this, the Canada put Claypool much more in the slot. This is a, the most he's played in the slot all year. I think it was a domino effect from Juju going down. And like you talked about, He's a real mismatch there. You know, Claypool has his problems on the outside. You know, he has a problem with getting off line of scrimmage at times when guys get too physical with him. You know, down the field, he's not. Unfortunately, he's not a great 50-50 ball guy right now when it comes to those shows right. down, he down he the field throws. Yeah, he's not there yet. I mean, in the slot, you know, Von Miller's not covering Chase Claypool. I'm sorry. No, but we no. get to, we, you know, you, you fast forward to that game against Cincinnati coming up. Mike Mike Hilton versus Chase Claypool. I mean, Mike Hilton's a nice player. We all know Mike Hilton's a nice player. But from a physical perspective, Mike Hilton can't go with just Chase Claypool. That is just no. not going to happen. Um, and so I do think in that way, I think this can unlock some things down, down the football field for the Steelers. Uh, you know, Ben likes to hit Chase down the field. We saw that in the, on the long touchdown, uh, or I guess long for Ben's standards, uh, the uh, the 18-yarder. I do think that, that this this kind of is a... You know, almost like a happy accident, right? You don't want to see Juju go down, but it does force the Steelers' hands a little bit to play some guys, quote unquote, out of position. And I think Chase Claypool right now might be a better slot receiver than he is an outside receiver.
0: It's a it's a very reasonable take. I think that his strengths are are catching the ball and doing things with the ball after it's in his hands. Yes, uh, and and you saw that with the slant that he took for uh you know for a fifty nine yard pass. Um, over the middle. Uh, and, and I mean, he can still go up and get the ball, just not down the sidelines. That's not right. And, and again, second year player, it takes time to develop those skills. He's got the he's got the he's got the ceiling. We see the ceiling is there. He's just gotta get up to it. I think that he will with time uh, with Chase Claypool and the things that he brings. But tony, we gotta we gotta throw it to a break here. before we do that, I gotta talk to you guys about bet online. Bet online is the number one place to bet on college football and pro football all season long. With a new updated site and interface, there are even more odds, props, and contests from BetOnline, which continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. Again, that's LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word. As you go through the site, you'll see new new games, new props, new contests, new challenges every week that finds you a way to make more money. Because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball to boxing, right down to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, where the game starts.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Tony Sereno for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, we we are going to give you some room here. To, to, to celebrate he's stretching you see he's excited mm. if you're watching on youtube because we're talking about your boy he's, he's even grunting and making noises we're talking about <laughs> your boy james pierre now for those who don't know if you're new to the show tony said way back in march after we watched the super bowl got a chance to talk about things he said james pierre's the guy Literally right after they him, cut
1: Steven Nelson, right after right they after, cut Steven Nelson, it was
0: right after they cut Steven Nelson. And he said, it's James Pierre season, even mm-hmm. though it was
1: spring. Um <laughs> And every season is James Pierre season. As we found out on
0: Sunday, as you're, as you're seeing his enthusiasm, if you haven't seen it before, if you're a long time listener, you're like, here he goes. But I mean, you've called him the Peyton Manning of quarter of cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. You've called him a future first ballot hall of famer. Mm-hmm. You've given him all these crazy names that I mm-hmm. tried to warn you about. But, but I mean, it's no surprise you were this excited about Devlin Hodges, too. Um, still am. Still, still am. Not so worse. Still sorry. am.
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I give you the floor because I, I think that James Pierre had a solid game. And you know, I know everyone's getting on him for giving up that big touchdown play, and it's the second such big touchdown he's given up in single coverage. You don't want to see those plays, but – his chase down on Devontae Williams to bring to make that stop at the one yard line was a huge play. Uh, it, it stopped the Broncos from getting a touchdown. They eventually got held to a field goal. And then of course, to stick with a play as long as he did on that final play for the Steelers where he got, he got the interception on Teddy Bridgewater also reigniting anyone's faith in the song renegade uh, because people <laughs> have been saying, Oh, renegade doesn't work anymore. Renegade. Um, but now it's back because of James Pierre, Tony Sereno, Take the floor. It's your victory. Well,
1: you know, Chris, as I said a couple weeks back, you know, we had to go in. We had to we had to do some maintenance on the James Pierre hype train. Wanted to, you know, wanted to get you things same back maintenance. on track. And here we are, the James Pierre Hype train, full steam ahead fans. Jump on board now because there may not be much time left. Okay, he showed us on Sunday. Chris calls it a solid game. This was a future Hall of Fame performance. Okay, because what we've seen out of Steelers corners in the past, and we've seen we, Steelers fans know a bad cornerback when we when we see one. We we have lived through some pretty bad cornerback playing. The worst trait that that bad cornerbacks have is that they let bad plays get in their head, and everything kind of spirals from that point. One bad play turns into two, turns into three, turns into a terrible game. Guys are just getting picked on all day. Every Steelers fan has seen that guy. We've all seen that guy. That is not James Pierre. That's what I loved about this performance. Look, you never, obviously, obviously, I did not enjoy watching James Pierre give up another long touchdown down the sideline. I will question one thing: the Steelers are paying Joe Hayden this year like eighteen million dollars. Are we, are we, are we sure that the best place for Joe Hayden on these plays? Like Jamar Chase was the only good receiver on the on the Bengals that day. Auden Tate was the other outside receiver. James Pierre's covering J- Jamar Chase. Joe Hayden's covering uh, Auden Tate in this game. You got Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. I mean, I'm sure Tim Patrick's a, a fine receiver, but Cortland Sutton's your real the real worry there. And you got Hayden covering him. Okay, that's fine. Listen, I maybe the coaching staff feels like I do. Future Hall of Famer, and, and in that way, me and Keith Butler are finally on the same page here, Chris. Okay, me and Keith. Butler you have are finally, hated Keith
0: Butler for like and you know five what? Years. And I'm coming
1: around. I'm coming around because you know what? It's the only explanation that I can take for why would you put James Pierre one on one against their top corners in these big situations is because James Pierre list or excuse me, Keith Butler listens to this show. He understands. He sees what I see in James, and he's and he was rewarded for that because late in the game, as you said, you know, James Pierre made some huge plays down the stretch. I mean, that that tackle, but by, by on Jamonta Williams, saved the touchdown, led to a yes. field goal. Big play. Uh, Big play. Yeah, he he nearly had an interception down the sideline. I believe the throw that throw was to Patrick, um, and then the interception late, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I, I think James Pierre. This was a this was a very very good performance from James Pierre, and it is the kind of thing that you know, we talk about the offensive line. And you want to build on this, right? Yeah, there's some building blocks here to work on. I thought this was James Pierre's best game of the season, and, I, and it comes in a game in which he get yes, he gave up a long touchdown, at part of a you know, a a, a- Near collapse by the defense. A, um, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! Before you continue, keep hold this. Light. I would love to for the audience to rewind this video, watch all of his monologue, and the uh-huh. only time he even froze for a second was when he had to explain the long touchdown pass that he gave up.
1: In this game. The long touchdown was not great. It's not a great play, but again, it's the kind of thing that great players are built on. Right, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know what losing is like. Sereno, the master of you know? spin. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, you know, you don't understand the highs until you can appreciate the lows. Oh my! All God. right, and that is where we are with the James Pierre hype train. We have felt the lows this year, but here we are on the highs. James Pierre. I mean, listen, uh, did he single-handedly win this football game for the Steelers? Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were at least going to be a little bit humble tonight. Nice. <laughs> Did he single-handedly win? Yes. Yes. yes, yes I cool. Absolutely. I mean, without a doubt, no question in my mind, he absolutely won this game for the Steelers. So, anyway, there's that. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> By the way, the 42 jersey in the mail, Uh, you'll see it. You'll see it coming up here. Not sure how long uh, NFL.com will take it to ship, oh, but uh, you'll see it here on the show here on Locked on Steelers. Oh, my gosh. I – what am I gonna do with you? Well, I will tell you what, uh, James Pierre seems like he's gonna be around a little longer than Duck Hodges was. So this meme, <laughs> where the Duck Hodges meme kind of had a natural ending after a year, yeah, right. Feels like this one's gonna be this one's gonna go on for a little longer, Chris. I I apologize.
0: When does your jersey get here or get there? I don't
1: I don't know. It hasn't actually shipped yet. I just ordered it yesterday. So oh okay,
0: yeah. Right. So I was gonna say if it, if you're all, if, it, if you have it like next week, that's a problem. Why? Like that—that's way too fast.
1: Like no, I—I I, I express shipping. I need it here. I would like it here express. by AFC North talk, which which tapes tomorrow or today. <laughs> as you're to this. Uh, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> James,
0: James Pierre noted check notes
1: Broncos killer. Uh, he is <laughs> yes. uh, that, the first of many. The first—that's <laughs> the one for you know that you know how they keep track of uh franchises that Tom Brady has beaten. Let's mark this one down. Franchises <laughs> that that James Pierre has single-handedly beaten. It's one out of 32 so far. Hopefully the Steelers keep him with the team for his oh. entire career so they never, have to be, they never have to be on the other end of this one. But that's one out of 32 so far. Gosh. And actually, you know, his pass breakup against the Bills is pretty big. I don't want to say he single-handedly won that game. I'll give him half a win on that one. So one half a win. So that's one and a half so far. Keep
0: that track. Keep that track. You see what I put up with. This is, what, <laughs> this is why we love this man. This is why we love this man here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, which is brought to you by Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts at a chain store or car dealership? When you can go to Rock Auto right now, and find the same car part, say Honda Odyssey fuel pump, for $216. When at the chain store, it was $353. You saved yourself over $100 for just one part. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and use to use this, uh, to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right now. Locked on on their how did you hear us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Wrapping things up here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Tony Sereno for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, now I know you want to say that James Pierre single-handedly won this Mm -hmm. game. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll, I'll concede that there were there might have been some other contributors. Might have been there.
0: there might have been.
1: been there. Might have been some other contributors. Yeah. I would I would like to propose to you,
0: if you truly believe that, mm-hmm. I would like you to fly down to fly up. You guys, right? You're in Florida. Fly yeah. up to Pittsburgh
2: mm-hmm.
0: on a Wednesday leading into a Thursday, because on Thursday morning are the mornings where Cam Hayward speaks at the Steelers facility. I will work Ooh. to get you credentials, Ooh. and I want you to walk up to cam hayward before the practice when he speaks and say cam hayward james pierre is dragging you to victory i want you to say this
1: because you're saying that he won won this game by himself Mm -hmm. well it's, it's amazing that james pierre doesn't have a back injury today you know considering how much he had to carry that defense on sunday no, but listen, you know, talking about Cam Hayward here, Cam Hayward has been phenomenal this year. And you know, at the age he's doing it, right? I mean, this this guy's 32 years, years old. It's it's what's amazing to consider about because we're gonna get into his stats and everything, but let's just let's just contextualize it this way. This guy signed a big contract. What was it? Was it last offseason or the offseason before? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of thought going in of like, oh, I don't know. I mean, come on, you know, this guy at his age, how much longer is he really gonna play at a high level? Chris, he's having a I mean, he I don't want to say this is his best year. But this is, he is having a phenomenal season once again at 32 years of age. Um, and it you. does bring up the question of like, you know, how much longer? I mean, we can, we, we can do this for lo- another.
0: How much longer yeah. can he do this? Yeah. I mean, he's playing, he's playing at a high level.
1: He's always played at a high
0: level, I'd say, back to 2015, 2016. Yeah. And it's just yes. continued to increase. But it's like now it's like everyone – he's done it so often now that you can't deny it anymore. Before it was like if you were a Steelers fan, you are like, Cam Hayward's one of the best defensive linemen in football. And people would be like, yeah, be like eh, baloney. You're just saying that because you're a Steelers fan. Now that he's done it for like six years in a row, people are like, okay, I guess we got to yeah. give you him. But – To your point, first of all, I want to point out, not only is he 32 years old, but he is literally... One day younger than me. I was born on March twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Wow. He was born on March twenty sixth, nineteen eighty nine. My parents always tell me that we played little league baseball together at Frick Park, uh, or, or like against uh, against each other's teams. It's obvious who was the better athlete in those situations.
1: Well, you were, of course. Yeah, I, <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> exactly, I, I mean... see, don't put those words in my mouth. Kim <laughs> will find me and punch me. Uh, but, we're gonna. Uh... I'll, I'll go. up. You know what? We can go up together at the press conference. You tell him you're, be- you're a better you're a better athlete than him, and I'll tell him that James Pierre. <laughs> Has dragged him to victory.
0: <laughs> but you know, and it's funny because we have like the same haircut. We're both light skinned guys with dark beards. And trust me, I've gotten the you look like Cam Hayward joke a lot. Uh but uh, anyways, but in all seriousness it's about Cam Hayward. Right now in the NFL, if you look at all defensive linemen according to Pro Football Focus, Cam Hayward has the second most hurries of all defensive linemen. Second only to Aaron Donald, who has 20. Yeah. Cam Cam Hayward. Uh is uh cam hayward has uh has has 17 also uh this is Literally, I know this isn't a live show right now. Uh and we're taking a quick break for this, but but uh Anthony the Steelers are trying out Anthony Miller receiver, so it looks like that's going to further confirm their plans of what they want to do with the receiver position. Uh we'll see how that goes. We'll keep you uh, abreast of that. Um, uh, but literally we're he recording
1: may sign Adidi just said that he he he's getting a physical, he they may even sign him So that, that. So,
0: th- deal, th- so. Th- that, that sounds like a done deal if Adidi King is tweeting that. Um, but like literally we're recording this on Monday. If this is happening, that means it will probably be talking about that very soon uh later this week but back to cam hayward we'll talk more about anthony miller later in the week back to cam hayward um 17 hurries is the second most of any defensive lineman in football he also has a sack on the season he has 19 uh he has 19 tackles which is tied for third among all defensive linemen but something, and this is to uh, the people that asked this in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. If you're not in that, go, go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group. Be sure to answer the questions. There's a few questions to keep out the bots, like, are you a Steelers fan? Who's your favorite Steeler? Uh, what's your favorite Steelers memory? Put real answers in there. It lets me know that you're a person and not a robot. But
1: I had some things. Fans... i just throw to James Washington. Stop and it. it. Anything, Stop right? it. Um, Can, but, I, uh, join? Can I join? The, the, you're in the group, Tony.
0: Um, <laughs> but. Again, but it was. I got we had some of our listeners asking in there, like, hey, where does Cam Hayward stand as far as batted passes? Because he's done a few, and that's a great observation by you fans. And this is why we yeah. have the greatest listeners in all of podcast them because Cam Hayward has five count them five batted passes right now this season. That is the most. Of any defensive lineman in football, the next closest guy has the next closest two have three. It's Malik Jackson for the Browns and Leaky Futu Leaky Lakai, Lakai Foutou. I think I just butchered that man's name. With uh, he also has three passes. He plays for the Cardinals. Uh, I apologize to Mr. Fotu if that's even how you pronounce his name. But um, in all seriousness, Cam Hayward is playing phenomenal, out of his mind, and it's it's the things that we've seen for years. This guy comes to work. He knows what he's doing. He's prepared for opponents. He and he's he's physical. He's mean. He he digs deep. I mean, Tony, we've seen some amazing defensive linemen over the years for this, for the for this franchise, whether it's Casey Hampton, Aaron Smith. I mean, even Stefan Tuitt, I think it's had yeah. some, some really flashy years. But Cam Hayward may be the best defensive lineman that the Steelers have had since me and Joe Green. And that's that's no that's no small talk right there. And I don't think that's hyperbole either with the way that he's been playing.
1: No, I, I it is. It certainly is not. And I think, you know, you should talk, we should talk a little bit about the injuries that have happened around him. Right. Cause yes. you think yes. you know, with all the rotation that the Steelers have had to go through on that defensive line. And then, you know, the edge rusher, you know, games without TJ Watt, wow, without Alex Highsmith. And, you know, so it's, it becomes very easy for teams then, you know, Hey, let's just take Cam Hayward out of the game. Kim Hayward hasn't had a bad game yet this season. I mean, look, you know, his stats are gaudy. I know a, a lot of those stats did come, you know, in, in fairness, like, he did load up, everyone loaded up in that Bills game because the defense was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I think he, uh, PFF has has Hayward charted for like 12 pressures in that game against Buffalo. But regardless, I mean, the guy, it's not like, okay, he loaded up on pressures in that game, but he's been very good in a, in every game since. Um, and I think, you know, in, in a season where the Steelers need kind of that rock, right, because they've gone right. through so much rotation, you know, who's going to be, is Watt healthy this week, is Heisman healthy this week? They yeah, had Melvin Ingram and then the, everything on that defensive line with, with to being out. And then now Alu's gone. And even, you know, even the guys behind them have kind of had to rotate a little bit with uh, Carlos Davis being out, uh, you know, having a guy like, like Hayward in the middle, who has been that, that rock for this team. I mean, that, that it, it provides the level of stability, even though this defense maybe isn't as good as it has been in the last two seasons, his stability in there is why, Look, this is still a very good team as we've seen in weeks past in those kind of money situations, red zone situations, getting teams off the field in big situations. Um, you know, they've been able to do that. And, and I think Cam Hayward is a big reason why
0: he's absolutely is. I mean, he's rotating. I mean, Chris Wormley, Henry, Henry Mondo got a sack, you know, and that's straight to when you're looking at how teams are treating him, how teams are treating Cam Hayward. They can't, they have to focus on him and, And he's still finding ways to contribute. That's the thing. Like they're double teaming him. They're focusing on him. You know, when you look at TJ Watt, TJ Watt's been getting triple teamed at times, but Cam Hayward's still getting that that kind of attention. That to me is a very good sign that this, this man is, is just doing everything that he can for this, for this organization. You know, and and I think it's one of those things that you, you think you, you think you appreciate it right now, but like, like when, when his career is over, Steelers fans are going to be like, man, I can't believe we got to watch Cam Hayward play for this organization for that long. I mean, he's been, he's just been that good for uh you know for you know for for, for quite so, such a time and again it's different ways he's finesse when he needs to be finesse. he's he overpowers you when it's time to overpower you he, he leans when he knows that hey this is a play where they're gonna try to get off a quick pass he jumps back and swats it away he does that kind of stuff and he's also been a leader like beyond the on-field stuff like I, I mean back in 2015 when uh you know when when they, the Steelers were going back and forth with the Bengals and you saw how um, you, you saw You saw how, like, you know, the Bengals were chirping a little bit. There was the one time when uh, um, when I, I believe it was Mike Munchak who got knocked over uh, by Drake Kirkpatrick or uh, Reggie Nelson, one of the one of the Bengals defensive backs. And, you know, and, and then he he like pulled the guy's hair to get back up. And, you know, they were they tossed it a little bit and the guy got in, in Munchak's face. Well, here comes Cam Hayward jumping in front of him and says, back up, back up. And it just and immediately the beef was squash because he, yeah. he, he's the enforcer. He's the leader in the locker room. And he's, he's been the face of uh, uh, he's, uh, he's been one of the guys you could say is the face of the team for the last, you know, for the last several years.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. These, these kind of intangibles with, with cam Hayward is something that yeah, when, when he ends up retiring, it is going to really hurt the team. The other thing about him is what I, I loved him this, this off season, they asked him, you know, after, after all these injuries started happening, he said, Hey cam, are you going to have to play like 80, 90% of the snaps again. And he's like, I hope not. You know, he, he even he understands. Like he said, yeah. yes, you want a player to play. You you want the player to want to play every down. But Hayward's at a point in his career where he knows, look, I if, if I have to play 80, 90% of snaps, I'm not going to be the same player in weeks 16, 17, 18 of this season as I am right now. And understanding like, you know, I got to be put on a pitch count because I want to be just as good in, in the later parts of the season, right? That kind of self-awareness. Tomlin talks about this all the time, being able to talk to his players and, and learn from them and how to you know how to coach them and how to plan for them i love that about him as well right that he can be that kind of self-aware and say hey you know we're going to be a better defense if if i don't have to go out there and play 80 percent of the snaps here in week four or five
0: right and and again he know he knows what the game is he knows what what the deal is there um so you know cam hayward we're, we're just doing this segment to just say hey you know steelers fans appreciate him but he is I think he's still underrated. Like you know, even though people are starting to be like, "Oh, we we respect Cam Hayward." No, like he it, it needs to be Aaron Donald and him as the one A and one B of, uh, and, and I'll definitely Aaron Donald number one. I'm not I'm not trying to you know say that Aaron Donald isn't this this gigantic you know freak of nature that just destroys everything. I you know, he he is the the best defensive lineman in football. But Cam Hayward needs to be first in line for the for the runner up behind him, and uh, he's played great football. Um, and it's crazy because these are both two dudes that are from pittsburgh that's yeah, the other exactly. part of this aaron yeah. Donald, like is from here went to penn hills went to play you know played at the university of pittsburgh you know you got know, cam hayward you know his father played at pitt you know he grew up in pittsburgh that, you know, that's, I think that that's kind of also something for Pittsburghers to celebrate. Like, man, I mean, on top of Joe green as like, you know, being the greatest defensive tackle of all time. It's a lot of talent coming right from the city. So absolutely. um, Great stuff there on for cam Hayward. We look forward to seeing him continue that throughout the year, but Tony, thanks so much for doing this show. As always, it's always a pleasure to have you on a Tony Tuesday. Let people know. We can find you, follow you and get more of your work.
1: Sure. If you want to, if you want to join the millions of people already on the James PR hype train, be sure to follow me over on Twitter at Steeler Countries where you can find me, and let me know if you are if you are uh, joining up with the James Pierre hype train after the uh, future Hall of Fame performance you <sighs> just had against the Denver Broncos. One out of thirty-two, one out of thirty-two so far for James Pierre. The beginning, of, the, the beginning of many here, or the first of many, I should say. You can also find me on my YouTube show, AFC North Talk. is a roundtable show all about the AFC North. I will certainly be gloating about not only the Steelers' win. But a couple bad losses by the Bron- uh, Bengals and Broncos, including a kicker celebrating a missed kick. That's what the that's Bengals- embarrassing. That's what the Bengals have come to at this point. Hey, they almost won. If it was a game of horseshoes, the the Bengals and Browns would be doing very very well this year because they've almost won uh, quite a few times. And then you've got uh, Baltimore tonight. Uh, as we record this, I hope they I hope they lose. It will be- make AFC North talk a lot more fun. Uh, so be sure to check that on YouTube. AFC North Talk. You can find me. Uh, my channel on YouTube is Steeler Country with Tony Serena. Do check Tony out.
0: He's he's great. He's hilarious. He's awesome. That's why we have him here every week that we can. I'm Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check us, check us out. The Locked On Steelers podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple. We get you a shout out at the end of the show. Like this video. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It really helps us out if you want to help out the program. Thanks again for listening. We'll have Doug Whaley, former Steelers, head of, you know, former Steelers personnel director and of course, the Bill, the former Bills GM, he's got a lot of thoughts on what the Steelers have been doing. I'm going to ask him about this rumor about Mike Tomlin wanting a veteran quarterback started by Jay Glazer. It's going to be a big question. Stay tuned for Wednesday's episode. It's going to be awesome. Chris Carter, we'll see you then.
1: Talk to veteran.